We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is up, hotties? Welcome back to another episode of Stay Hot. I'm Bladen Kirk, joined as always by my two favorite co-hosts of all time, and Matthew Spanauer and Theo Ash. We have a great episode planned for you all today. We're going to go over some potential landing spots for quarterbacks. I know I saw a video Matt did on the Panthers maybe making a move for Kirk Cousins. <laughs> uh, man, I know you, I know you want that to happen so bad. And then uh, we'll probably talk about a little bit of NBA stuff, some various storylines, whether it be the Lakers. Uh, I know we want to talk about Damian Lillard and some stuff like that. But before we get into all of that, Matt, Matt Theo, how are you guys doing today? I'm doing all right. I'm trying to become a, a draft expert and also a foreign policy expert here in the last 24 <laughs> hours. So, uh, yeah, I've been, uh, <laughs> I've been, there's been kind of like an Jesus overload Christ. of information that I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to become a draft expert in two different ways. Um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's, I, it's been I, a crazy twenty four hours. I the, for a while the memes were were funny. For a while the memes were funny, and then Russia actually invaded Ukraine, and now the memes. Have can can I can I give my well? We saw it all before about the, that. I think a lot of the World War yeah, Three memes have it. been pretty pretty run of a mill. I'm not going to lie. I, I feel like they have been, they have, well, we I mean, went through it already. We went through <laughs> we've it. We've already done these. These the are recycled draft in Iraq. We've we already this, done it. Yeah. In early 2020, <laughs> we did this already. So yeah, I also yeah. for everybody, this is, I don't want to, it's not a war podcast, but there is not actually <laughs> going to be, I promise everybody there is not actually going to be a draft. All right. There's not actually, yeah. that's not actually going to yeah. happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Imagine like there being a draft and then people are going to come back. I end up on old take and exposed. May- yeah. <laughs> old takes exposed. No, there's, there's just, not going to be a draft. <laughs> no, no. Hopefully. Yeah, no. Uh, just a reminder to everyone, do subscribe to the YouTube channel. <laughs> Do subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, in the event that we do all getting, we do all get drafted. At least we can have a lot of a lot of subscribers and document the journey. Um, so that would be cool as well. <laughs> but I say we just hop right in. Matt, I was talking earlier about you posted a video about the Panthers potentially making a move for Kirk Cousins, and that's one guy who could potentially be on the move. Mm-hmm. We're we're all in agreement that. Making a move for Kirk Cousins is probably bad, right? Well, well just, uh, depends. Yeah. It depends on it depends on who you are, I, right? I guess but, it depends on <laughs> on like how much they give up and how much of Cousins' contract they take. But he cost a ton of money, and uh, for the Vikings to do that, they would need to get. Yeah, they probably would want the sixth overall pick, no matter how much money they took. I just I don't know how like how would that work. How would and we don't have the offensive line for it. It's like that's not that's such a, a stop gag solution. And I think Cousins is a pretty pretty decent quarterback, but that's not that's not the where the Panthers are right now to make a trade like that. I think it works if the framework looks like this. You unload the Sam Darnold contract, and I'm trying to look it up on exactly how many like if that would just all fall on the Panthers or the Vikings on on who pays well, for it, that. But if, if you were in, to, in normal, if you were you can to, always, you can always like say you take the money, I take the money. You can you can kind of mess around with that a little bit. Yeah, 
if you can get off the Darnold contract, obviously you'd be getting onto a bigger contract, but a, the bigger contract also comes with a, with a half decent quarterback. So if you like switch first round picks and, you know, the Panthers give up their sixths, but also get, you know, the Vikings first in some way. So it's more moving up than, than just totally giving that up. Um, if you can get off the Sam Darnold contract, the framework is there for that to be a, a decent deal. Um, I think for both sides. Uh, so I don't know. And I feel like as far as cousins in the, in the Panthers scheme, the Panthers offense is one that isn't exactly air. I mean, rule wants to run it like a million times per game. So I guess, I don't know why it would be that worth it to have the highest paid quarterback. If that's what you want to do is to run it that much, but I don't, I guess I don't know. I don't know. Um, I can see a world where it happens, but I'd, I think if I had to guess, the Vikings end up keeping, keeping cousins. Keeping yeah. cousins. I mean, no, Theo. No. I think that's my Theo. I think you hit the exact you know nail on the head there. With why are you going to pay a billion dollars for a quarterback if you're just going to run the ball a million? To, like, there's no point. I mean, they're already paying a bunch for Darnold. And if if we're trading for a Minnesota quarterback, give me Kellen Mond. Um, <laughs> Kellen Mond moment. The Kellen, the Kellen Mond, Sam Darnold quarterback battles, one for the ages. But I don't know. I just, I think, I think that's the Panthers doing their due diligence and, and calling about every quarterback. Cousins isn't bad, but I think that would be a pretty, pretty extreme thing to do. I also think Cousins will work out very well in that that Kevin O'Connell like Sean McVay type of. I mean, first of all, McVay coached Cousins. In Washington, McVeigh was the offensive coordinator in Washington before he was the head coach of the Rams. And obviously, Kirk Cousins was there at the same time. And Kirk Cousins put up like a very efficient season. Kirk Cousins is like the perfect quarterback for the Sean McVeigh system because like Cousins is not exactly the brightest quarterback around. And he's not someone who's going to like read everything out perfectly and just like force the defense to like account for all areas of field at one time. But the McVeigh offense does a good job making re- like easier reads over the middle of the field and and relying on yards after catch and and more like they, here's where you're going to go and just get it there precisely and you're going to be good. And Cousins is a precise accurate quarterback and um so I feel like Cousins is is a fine quarterback to operate what O'Connell wants to do. So I don't particularly know if if the Vikings would even be that interested in moving off of him because they've got a roster that can go to the playoffs, right? Like right. that should be yeah. the expectations this year. So uh, I don't know what you're, I mean, I guess you could take I, yeah, I just, with a I six think, overall pick, but I think, I think yeah. with the position that the Vikings roster is in moving off of cousins for a rookie quarterback, just like, doesn't make, doesn't make a ton of sense. Yes. Um, I thought they'd be a I'd playoff team last year instead. I thought they'd be a playoff yeah. team yeah. last year. So yeah, um, so did I. Here, here's an interesting. Here's an interesting guy, though, that I think a lot of people should be interested in. Jameis Winston. I think Jameis Winston. A, you know, there's the idea of he could just go back to the Saints, right? Now they first have to figure out their cap situation, but he could Which go back will. to New Orleans. <laughs> they will figure out their cap situation. They will. Okay, that's a. They will. Okay. Um. <laughs> yes, they will. Okay. I'll let I, whatever helps you sleep at night, Theo. But you know, James I, could go back. <laughs> I think I think them not figuring it out would help you sleep at night, Blade. I I <laughs> promise you, by the time week one rolls around, I will be more right about this than than they won't figure out their cap situation. Same deal as last <laughs> year, the year before that, yeah. and the year before that, and the year before. And they that. can restructure they a lot of stuff. Yeah, they can. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, James Winston's a guy. James Winston's a yeah. guy that definitely he he is a good quarterback. I I do think he has like maybe may, you know he's not going to be Aaron Rodgers somewhere, but I think if you were to put him on like the Buccaneers, maybe again, the Saints a, are a easily good, a playoff team if he's healthy the whole year. Um, last year, Saints are easily yes, easily a playoff year, team. Yes. Yeah. If, if the, I mean, they were what five and two with Jameis, he was putting up not elite numbers, but he was being an efficient quarterback. 
despite Marquez Callaway being the best wide receiver there and, yes. you know, Adam Troutman being a tight end and, and <laughs> Trey Quan Smith, it was horrible. It was horrible. And he was still putting up decent numbers and the saints were five and two. I think re-signing Jameis is going to be priority one once they do free up cap space. And that's another guy where I see him also staying where he is. Cause I, I think like the saints know that they would have been a playoff team if it wasn't for that, um, I don't know. It's the Taysom thing that always gets me screwed up with them. And it's like, why did they pay him all that money? But yeah, I guess. I don't you know. know. I don't know. In that it's, QB chart I made, uh, Jameis Winston ranked seventh in average efficiency. Yeah. And he I was know good. he didn't, you know, he had a good smaller year. sample size, but I think that speaks for something. Matt, you had it something does. you wanted to. I'm sorry for interrupting you, Matt. <laughs> no, no. Uh, it's, uh, I forget what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this know. is my fault. <laughs> Jameis threw for five thousand yards and thirty touchdowns in a season. People forget this about the thirty interception season. Is it came with a lot of touchdowns and yards as well? So, yeah, he's good. Um, I think the things that he does well. Obviously, he's got a nice arm. I thought his pocket movement was actually all right on the Saints last year, and just his general poise <laughs> is not so horrible. But um, yeah, I don't know. He's he's. Once they add Michael Thomas back, and if they can get the Jameis Winston deal done, um, I, I think the Saints are a playoff team next year. I, I think that they were on pace to be easily, and his, you know I don't think they're going to lose movement, enough. Yeah, his pocket movement was good in Tampa too. Yeah, I thought. I don't know. I feel like he's always been able. I listen. He got the LASIK surgery, and all of a sudden. It's like he was seeing seeing things differently. I don't know. I don't know if that made that much of a difference, or maybe it was a coaching change. I don't know. The LASIK but. eye surgery did not make that much of a difference. I can promise you. <laughs> I think that first of all, contact lenses exist. All right. I don't know if he was playing without those. From what I could, he talked about it a little bit, and I think his eyesight is similar to mine, where maybe like if he was reading the field down the field. Maybe he couldn't read the numbers real sharply or like, you know, the logo on the helmet would be blurry. But like, I think that he could see. You can, you can make you out know, shapes and colors. The, figu- the figures <laughs> like, oh, that's our, our guy. That's the other guy moving down the field. I don't think it was that bad. I think the eye surgery was a yeah. little bit overblown, but he did improve his play. I do think that he's a good quarterback, um, ranked solidly in a, in a you know, you're, if he's your starter going into week one, I think you feel like you're in a decent place and with the Saints defense, I think that's a good place to be in. If so, he doesn't yeah, end up on the Saints, though, who should be who should be looking to bring Jameis in? I think Tampa should be. I think Tampa should be looking to. I think it's difficult to bring someone back once you've yeah. released them. Maybe, <laughs> I just think it's maybe, but like, I don't know. Maybe maybe for the right price I'd tag, like, I'd like the Broncos to think about it. I'd agree. Because they're not getting Rodgers. They're not getting Rodgers. And they're not in a spot in the draft if, where... If you want to if you want to transition to Rodgers, I feel yeah. decently strongly that he will either be with the Packers or retired. But we'll at least get three more like, what does he mean by this post? Um, before we actually <laughs> figure out the answer. I actually, I think, I think it's really lame when players do that. I'm not going to lie to you. When it's like, this is like a very obviously a cryptic message. And it's like, what is this supposed to mean? Come on, dude. <laughs> so you just hate uh, every I, wide receiver. <laughs> wide receivers do that you every don't, day. You don't, you, don't, you don't need to do that. No one's like... <sighs> it's like, Aaron Rodgers, you're 40, man. And I have no problem if it's a tough decision. I have no problem if you have complaints. But if if I've got NFL reporters out here like trying to like decipher whether or not this is a retirement post. And I have a very hard time believing Rogers doesn't know what he's doing with that. I don't know. Seems a little, well, it's a little, goofy. he could also be trying to like gauge responses, right? It's like, Oh, well, just, if I retire, just go play. How are people going to take it, man? <laughs> he I cares about his community. First of all, when I saw that post, I literally saw it like right when he posted it. And I was like, oh, I, he's thanking Shailene Woodley for being in his life. I thought they broke up. And I didn't think much else of it outside of like, I'm surprised to see Shailene here. And then the next, and then he was like talking about his teammates and stuff. But I'm like, Roger, 
I kind of assumed Rogers was just like on his hippie, like be thankful, peace and love, like shit. Cause he's like that. He's a hippie. Like he's the peace and love, like Zen guy. Now I didn't really read as much into it as everyone else. And then I checked Twitter the next morning and everyone was like, Holy sh- He's about to retire live on Pat McAfee's show. And I was like, what that I did not read maybe, into it as deep. Maybe, as maybe it was did, just being read into too much. Maybe I'm over. I mean, there were, there were there were a lot really of things lining like up. That, it was, still. I mean, there was. I don't know. The, it, what, the post, reading it again the, the next morning, I was like, "Yeah, I guess he is." I didn't like notice he wasn't in one of the pit. Like it was like Adams and then Cobb and then like a blank spot in the like yeah, middle where he yeah, was supposed yeah. to be. And when I was just like yeah, scrolling, I mean, when I was just like like when I first saw it, I like didn't. So I'm like, okay, maybe and maybe he wants to play the card where he's like, I can't even thank my teammates without the media like. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's the card he wants I, to play i mean there were there was but, a lot of know. things lining up where it was like you know the post obviously and and you know the nuances within that and then there was oh the very next day is going to be on pat mcafee's show oh and then the day after that uh the packers are having a press conference so it's like i, yeah. I can see how people are like yeah no he's retiring yeah i guess they my, didn't, I my didn't pay thing attention with him, like what <laughs> I got to get my grandma on the phone. Remember when she said Rogers was going to be back? She checked her. She told me one time, like when Rogers, we weren't sure what was happening last year. She was like, I just saw the news that Rogers would be back in Green Bay when like nobody knew what he was going to do. I'm like, where did you see that? And she was just like, oh, it it popped up on my phone. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And like a month later it happened. So I got to ask her what he's thinking. Because apparently apparently she knows. Your grandma has the inside scoop. My thing with Rodgers is like he has a problem with the Green Bay organization, but I don't this uh, Green Bay is one of the best organizations in the league. And I I you know, okay, the 2020 yes. draft was bad. Okay. A bad draft class. Like I think every single team in the history of the sport has had those. I'm sorry that they, you know, didn't yes. go I'd like the, the Packers are a fantastic team. He has a lot of help. That's what I think. I think they have a fantastic offensive line. And if I mean, how many places are there where they who they would legitimate? He would be in a much much better spot. Not many. Nowhere. Nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the thing with that he got mad at wasn't so much the quality of the draft classes. I think it was just like communication with him. Like, oh, we're drafting your replacement, and we didn't let you know. And it wasn't so much the problem with like. That they did it. It was the problem that like, oh, your friend like Randall Cobb is gone. Like, oh, you know, Jordy Nelson is gone. And these are people who you, you know, really are are friends with and respect. And then like there is no communicate. They treat him like, I don't know, any other player, which is, again, they don't necessarily owe it to a player to like clue them in on the roster moves. But if you they've been there a long time and I know Brady got some input on things. So I think that's what he was mad at more than like the quality of, of the free agent moves to the quality of the draft. But anyway, things seem to be better now. Like he is saying nice things about the organization over the past year. Um, so if he retires, I think he's just like, just kind of sick of the, if he retires, I think he's just feels like, you know, I just won an MVP and, you know, every single time I do anything with my like, vaccines status everyone just gets so mad at me and i think he's frustrated with that and i feel like if he retires it's i think the it's not so much that he's angry at the front office anymore i think it's just because he's angry at like publicity in general i guess i don't <laughs> he's know he's angry at the world yeah, I, I he's angry at the world <laughs> yeah but i do like your point about going back to Jameis winston i do like the point because the broncos are in a tough position because herbert and mahomes are in their division so it's very tough for anyone to mm-hmm. want to play there because that's just a brutal, but like Jameis, you know, he'd probably be, because Jameis has not gotten a bag these past couple of years. Like the NFL just does not value him very much. He, I mean, he signed for just dirt cheap back in New Orleans twice. Yep. So the NFL just doesn't like value him very highly. So he probably wouldn't care who else is in the division if, if a team really offered him like a big contract and paid him like an above average starter. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah. I digress. I, I think I think Jameis has, Indy. you know, I, I I think with with Denver, it's like 
you have this great defense, and it would really stink the waste on a quarterback who can't go out there and make plays. I'm not saying Jameis is some like great, great QB, but he can, he will go out there and push push the ball down the field, um, and I think that gives you a lot better chance uh, and gives your defense a lot better chance, even if you turn it over some more uh, to beat teams like the Chargers and the Chiefs. And yes. they have they have weapons there. They have some really nice weapons there, especially you know well. now that the that's a very good roster and, you know, outside of quarterback. Uh, quarterback. <laughs> like their bro Javante Williams, that that their run game is nice. They have so much going for them right now. It's it's ridiculous. Um, yes, Judy is Judy is still good. He has not put up numbers since he's been drafted, but I I, I still have yeah, faith that Judy is a Judy. good wide receiver. I love Judy. Um, I've always everyone who knows Judy. route running knows that Judy is good at it. But yeah, um, I think I think that yeah. The other guys, I think Russell Wilson's an interesting case because it seems like it's been a couple years now that he's flirted with leaving. I I still think the Giants make sense. I still think that that is... I I don't really see him getting traded anywhere but there um, if he was to move just because they have the the resources at the top of this draft to really early first-round picks that no one could beat their offer. He seems to like want to be in New York, or at least his wife seems to want to be in New York. That's been something that's been like that's something that's been floated for a like a long, long time that he wanted to be in New York, and it seems like New New York's like also would want to be with him. I don't know, like Daniel Jones or, or Russell Wilson, and I I think that that is a marriage that would make sense to me but i just don't know if seattle's such a bad situation that he really puts his foot down and like wants to leave because well, seattle also, also can make the playoffs next year do, they can does, so does the dable hire in new york feel like a um a move on from daniel jones move or uh we're gonna double down on daniel jones kind of move because to me, to me it feels like both. a I think they're open to both as well. I don't think that Dable would be opposed to going to the season with Daniel Jones. And I don't even think Daniel Jones is like necessarily the most horrific quarterback in the world anymore. I mean, he does some things that are all right. Um, and especially if you're going to transition to more of a running, like if you're really going to emphasize the running game, Daniel Jones yeah. is a pretty good quarterback to have for that. Cause he's good at it. So I think they'd be fine going into the year with, uh, with Daniel Jones. Um, but if, if, there, I think there is a potential for for us to go there. I don't know. That's my that's my thing, and I've been saying it for a bit. I wouldn't love it. I, I don't think it would be a very good move. Um, I don't for think who? They have Seattle the offensive line and uh, oh. for the Giants. Yes, um, I mean that roster is really decently far off. I think, um, and send uh, West. Not Westbrook. Uh, Wilson is <laughs> probably, if he gets traded, probably wants to go to a team that has an offensive line for the first time in a while. Yeah. And the Giants. The only thing that. about the Giants, the Giants are kind of in, they, they misjudged their position last offseason where they went, you know, all in on, they gave Galladay this huge contract and, and they picked Tony and they went all in on offense. And, you know, it seemed like their, their timeline was like to be good that year. All right. It didn't, they were not selling, they were buyers. So they've still got this, this nucleus that is like supposed to be good right now. They totally miscalculated. Um, so maybe they can't do it anymore, but, and they've got a new GM, but the defense looks like it could be okay. Um, and if you add Russ, even with a bad offensive line, if you add Russ, that's probably an above average offense as well. So, I don't know. I I think that they are in just like, I don't think they would win the Super Bowl with Russ or anything, but I definitely think they could be a a well above average team. But that's the thing is if you're trading for Russell Wilson, that is kind of the implication is that you feel like you're just, you know, like in the Rams case, they were like, okay, we're a Stafford away from a Super Bowl, which clearly they were. The Giants are not a Russell Wilson away from a Super Bowl and trading for him you're giving up so much of your future for not that much right now. Fair. Although if you could get them for the two first round picks this year, how much like 
I guess that is two really good players for a long time. So that is a decent yeah, amount of your and future. I, but and Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson is not 28 anymore. <laughs> true. But you do get, I don't know. I, don't know. I, I think it makes sense. I think you probably, again, this is kind of a boring thing because I'm just saying <laughs> they likely stay in their spot. But I do think it's pot. Russ to the Giants feels possible to me. It feels possible more than, more yeah, than like Rodgers to Denver at this point or. The only thing that feels like impossible that. Um, to me, and we've talked about this a little bit in our group chat, is Deshaun Watson playing football. And he's like on our list of guys that could go. So very, very far away from being an impossible ability, I think. I, I would guess that he's on a different team week one. I think that he clear, he's got, I don't know. The longer it goes on, I think the more, I, th- there's been like a million reports that a team is literally right there ready to trade for him the moment things blow over and really right. So the question is, will he get like arrested? <laughs> I just don't think he will. I don't think he will. And eventually, eventually, whether that be a settlement or whether that be just like it going on too long and, and people dropping charges, I, I think that he will be on. I think that happens in the next couple of months here. I really do. Well, I mean, if you're trading for Watson again, too. just like Russ, if if you're not a quarterback away, I don't know. Well, I guess with Ru- I guess with Watson, you're probably not going to have to give up as much because it's like the, he wants to leave. The Texans probably don't want to keep him there, so the price tag might be a little bit lower. I think you got to give up three first round picks for Deshaun Watson at least, and I think I that's think. a deal. That's probably that's probably a deal. <laughs> And if there's a team that might be one quarterback away that has three first round picks, it's Philadelphia. And I think Philadelphia makes sense. Um, if in a hypothetical world where, where things do get cleared up and, and NFL teams are willing to pursue Deshaun Watson, I think Philadelphia is a team where um, that I think has shown interest in Watson, trading for Watson. The defense, you've got some pieces there, but everybody is getting a little bit older, um, whether that be Slay whether that be Fletcher Cox, whether that be, I don't know if Ryan Kerrigan's still under contract, but that was a playoff team last year. Um, and like, you've got these three first round picks and all of a sudden you can, you can turn a playoff team with Jalen Hurts into a playoff team with Deshaun Watson. It, it's, te- it's gotta be tempting. Um, I don't know if you'd want to play there or, or what his like preference would be but i mean um, the jalen eagles hurts, the eagles certainly have a lot to give and they jalen can hurts throw next hurts year is going to be uh jalen hurts next year is going to be the best quarterback in the league so it's going to be kind of hard to part ways yeah. with that because <laughs> as we all know jalen hurts only gets better mm, yes. maybe <laughs> yeah <laughs> if he you does. think if you think he's legitimately good then you can throw him in the trade piece and only give up two first round picks in a second or something what was the original thing the texans wanted it was like three or four first round picks plus like a starting caliber player or was it like five first it was something it was something crazy that like no yeah like only my it's not that crazy last year i don't think it is that crazy i think a healthy deshaun watson or not even a healthy uh deshaun watson in a vacuum is one of the four best quarterbacks in football, five best quarterbacks in football. Yeah. And, you know, you get one of those, it's, there's only like six of them. <laughs> like there's not that many of them. So there's only five top five quarterbacks. So like, yeah. I don't know, those can transform your team no matter who's on it. So I don't think like asking for all that is necessarily the, the most insane thing in the world if you're the Texans. But I do think that he starts on a team next year. I would guess Although he apparently wanted to play with Flores and the Steelers have Flores and the Steelers need a quarterback. So that could be a possibility. Dog, but, I, uh, I do not want to... Th- Every time the the Steelers or the Ravens do something and I'm like, man, I really hope they don't do this. They always do that thing that I don't want them to do. But anytime the Browns do something that I want them to do, they don't do it. Every single time. Without fail. Ravens drafted Lamar Jackson. Ravens drafted J.K. Dobbins. Steelers traded for Brian Flores. Like I, I or not trade. I don't uh, know what happens Brian with Flores Watson. Their, it's 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 what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it's just tough because you know, like the Steelers with like Malik Willis seem really in, invested in that, and then I don't know. I don't think it's worth it. 
to trade for him? Three first round draft picks. It's tough. I guess the Eagles are the only team I can really see getting away with it because they have all the picks now. But no, if you're a team that has one first, like you're going to trade away three first round draft picks and pay them a ton of money. I think your roster would need to be right. I think it's maybe, maybe it's not that it's not worth it. It's that the price is higher than people think with that stuff. Yeah. 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 I mean, the Rams just gave away two and and I think like another second or something for Stafford and it was very much worth it for them. And I think Watson is better than Stafford. So it depends on, but also the Rams were, you know, the Rams a second were round playoff so, team. The Rams were that close with golf. The Rams were, well, yeah, I, I think the Rams were a Super Bowl team and they were a second but they round didn't, they didn't, year before they did it, but. They didn't like uh, give up to first for Stafford and the money like you would with Watson because they also traded away golf. They actually like saved money on that trade. I think Fair. that's a big difference <laughs> for them. Fair. Yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult. But at the end of the day, I don't know. It's it's a top five quarterback and you just don't in their prime and you you don't even see that. And I don't even think his contract is like so, so horribly like unmanageable. I, I'm looking I think it up that now. He is he his cap hit is forty million dollars, which is pretty good for a Deshaun Watson. So I don't think that that's like the worst thing in the world. Forty million dollars and three picks and another good player is brutal. But I mean, he is really good. I'll I'll give you that. That's tough. If you're Pittsburgh, there is some sort of limit on that stuff. There is. There absolutely is. There absolutely is. Future draft picks. if if you're Philadelphia though, and it's like man, it's just one draft class. You, it's like it's like let's just pretend, you know, it's just one first round pick that we had this year. I, let's just close our. I don't know. That's oh, why man. it makes the most sense to me. Where Eagles it wouldn't fans, go too far. I, into I, the I don't future. know. I don't know how Eagles. If you're an you Eagles trade, hurts, comment so. how you would take that. You you trade three first round picks, Jalen Hurts, and you have to keep Jalen Rager. Are you okay with it? <laughs> <laughs> you can always bench Jalen. It's not that hard to upgrade from Jalen Rager. It's it's like you don't ever have to see him again. You can cut that guy. He's not good. But anyway, that's Watson. I, I think the Buccaneers also make sense for because like that's a roster that can still win a Super Bowl right now. Like that's probably the closest equivalent to the Rams where they can win a Super Bowl with a top ten quarterback pretty easily. Um, but right now they're they're starting Kyle Trask. He was terrible so like you may think like okay a, t- a title one year is worth you know however many draft picks so the buccaneers are another one where i could definitely see watson going to um the texans are an afc team so they probably would never have to see the buccaneers in the playoffs because the texans aren't winning the super bowl anytime soon so it wouldn't right, be like trading that, trading watson away is like would be like it wouldn't be like rogers getting traded to tampa where all of a sudden the packers would probably have to like they would just bolster a team in their you know conference to basically a guaranteed super bowl appearance um although with rogers maybe it's not i don't know i think the buccaneers also make some sense because of their roster yeah but i i think i mean it would be really tough for the buccaneers to make the money work of just adding 40 million dollars in cap space and giving up their picks when they're already in a position where they can't bring back godwin and they're losing antonio brown and there's a bunch of guys and you know there's a bunch of offensive linemen free agents i mean i know the cap space is a myth and you can restructure guys but only to so so much of an extent you know right well you know what's not a myth man do you know what's not a fresh HelloFresh is not a myth, man. Stay Hot is now sponsored by HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. And with HelloFresh, you get fresh pre-measured ingredients, mouth-watering seasonal recipes, and you get them delivered right to your front door. HelloFresh lets you skip those trips to the grocery store and makes home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why I said, you know, it's America's number one meal kit for a reason. HelloFresh cuts out the stressful meal planning and grocery store trips. You can just enjoy cooking and get to eating in about 30 minutes or less. Also, HelloFresh is 30% cheaper than shopping at your local grocery store, and you get to skip the checkout lines. You can try their quick and easy meals like 15 to 20 minute dinners, breakfast on the go, and 10 minute lunches in the HelloFresh market. Perfect, perfect for you if you have a crazy class schedule, an internship, or a new job. You can enjoy restaurant quality meals for less in the comfort of your own home. HelloFresh's gourmet recipes like balsamic fig sirloin are over 72% cheaper than an average restaurant meal. So, uh, you know, Salary cap may be a myth, but HelloFresh, 
that's the real deal. And you can save money, unlike whatever team ends up trading for Deshaun Watson. They're not saving any money. So go on over to HelloFresh.com slash StayHot16. Use code StayHot16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash StayHot16. Use the code StayHot16. Again, that is the number 16. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. But, uh, you know, I figure we can move on to some NBA stuff now. I know a while back we started talking about the Lakers and we went like two episodes in a row where we talked about the Lakers and we said, okay, let's take a break. We're going to come back in like a month, two months, and we'll, we'll do kind of a checkup on the Lakers. And then we got to like the NFL playoffs and we didn't talk about the Lakers. Now the NFL season's over and the Lakers are, I believe, the nine seed. Yes. Is it is it time to like yeah. press the red alert? Like... Do we need? Oh yeah, (laughs) something has to change at this point because this this is supposed to be a quote unquote super team, and they're not good. Yeah, they're not good, and and really, I think this is very likely the end of them for a bit. (laughs) I I just don't know how you fix this in a in one off season or. You know, if LeBron even like LeBron, we talked about this in the NBA lives, but more people listen to this than the NBA lives. So this is probably a new discussion for most people, hopefully. But like at the all-star game break, LeBron was pretty heavily flirting with with Cleveland. Like he I, I, I feel like he wants to go back there or I feel like he's. I don't know. Just checked out a little bit of LA. I don't want to like be too slanderous, but uh, Matt, I don't know if you picked up on that at all, where it was just like, I don't know how much longer he wants to stick around in LA anymore. Um, and I feel like it makes sense. Like if it really you know, doesn't get any better post all-star break here for the Lakers, um, if it doesn't make more sense to just move LeBron and move Davis for picks and, and have a decent future at that point. I wonder if that's not just better for everybody. Uh, the way things are going right now. I think there's uh, I think there's a real argument for it. Um, yeah. You know, I do. Uh, it's really going to be hard. There are some ways you can do it. There are some ways you can do it, but you're banking on the health of Anthony Davis and LeBron, who honestly, at this point, I'm feeling a little bit skeptical And you got to get off the Westbrook contract. And if you do do this, you're going to have to take on more money. And the Lakers have been hesitant to do that. The way I see it is that if the Lakers are not going to be as aggressive as they can possibly be, it would be a mistake not to blow it up. Teams never blow it up when they're supposed to. And if LeBron, like a lot of this also hinges on LeBron has to want to leave. So let's working under the assumption that like he does. Yeah, you blow it up. I think you do. Um, As far as the Cavs go. I think there would be my hot take. I think there'd be a lot of Cavs fans who don't want him. I agree. I, I think there'd be I don't a lot of Cavs a hot fans. Take. I think they're, yeah. I I think they're just sick of it. I think they they want to they want to build through the draft. There's some there's this idea in like NBA like fan culture that building through the draft or, or not like buying your team is somehow like more righteous. Um, or I think it's just more fun because the expectations come on, uh, come along a little bit slower. Um, but yeah, like getting LeBron would make this team a contender. Um, and I think they would have to give up some future picks to do it, but they'd be dumb not to, I think. And for the Lakers, I don't think it would be that bad. I mean, you're missing four picks in the future, or really two picks and two pick swaps, but you would get more than that back for Anthony Davis and LeBron. And I know I have some people arguing with me. It's like, oh, well, you Anthony Davis is so injury prone. Yeah, but you'd still get some stuff back. You wouldn't get back what you gave up for him, but you'd get some stuff back. And same thing with LeBron. Oh, he's got a no trade clause. True, but you'd still get some stuff back. And I think all you, you know, you take what you get from those trades. You wait a year, you get off the Westbrook contract. All of a sudden, maybe you have a decent amount of assets and a lot of money and a big free agency destination. Uh, and that might be better than just holding on until, LeBron and Anthony Davis uh, just can't do it anymore. Yeah, and it wouldn't be a fair long. Weren't, weren't the, wasn't LeBron flirting with the idea of playing with Curry a year ago during the All-Star break? Wasn't that a thing? I do not remember. I do not remember that. I do, well, I do remember some like LeBron to the Warriors like jersey swaps, but I, I don't I just know. remember I, like LeBron was at the all and he was like 
so hyped to be with Curry. And I guess he was kind of like that he, this he, year. That'd be pretty tough to pull off narrative wise, I think. <laughs> um, I guess I guess the thing is, is that it would depend on how well the Warriors did this year, if it's really a possibility. But I also think that the Warriors have such a set system that they run and throwing LeBron yeah. in there would be pretty, pretty rough. Yeah. Well, no, I'm not saying that they would. Better. I'm not saying that they would add LeBron this year. I'm just saying that, like, maybe the LeBron to Cavs narrative might not be as solid as we think it is. If there was, you know, some talk of him, you know, leaving a year ago and he stayed. That's Here's true. The thing the about Lakers Le- suck now. Yeah, that's the <laughs> they really. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> and and ADs out a month. The thing about LeBron and, and to the Cavs and why Cavs fans don't. Probably would probably not be super excited is because usually getting LeBron means saying goodbye to the young core. And like the Cavs young core is so good right now that if LeBron did get traded to, this is really hypothetical and unlikely, but like, let's say that he got traded to Cleveland. He could not make the moves he like LeBron teams usually make, which is like, Oh, we're going to ship out, you know, the first overall pick. Wiggins for you know Kevin Love and we're gonna you know do all these things no no LeBron would have to like live with all the young core and he wouldn't get to pay play with any old veterans that he that's has. a good point I, I, would I, he be willing to do that yes I mean the like, last LeBron, time LeBron you think that like you can't be lead last, GM anymore you can't the last time LeBron came back to Cleveland it was because the Cavs were good or they they got Kyrie and they were like going to be good Right, whether that was the reason or not, that was the situation. Well, no, because they sucked. Well, they were like nineteen win team when he went back to to Cleveland, but yeah, they did but have the like first they, overall pick. They had the first, and they had Kyrie. So, like, there was like some promise. It's like, okay, I can go here. But and I this don't young have to, core like, is very different ball. than that young core. This but, young core yeah, is but, legit but, right but now. They, yeah, that young core is not comparable, and also they traded the number one pick. They did exactly. Yes. They gave up Andrew Wiggins. The only reason <laughs> why the young core of Kyrie Irving was allowed to stick around is because Ky- Kyrie was really good. And this is this is why I think that why I don't think LeBron would want to trade Jared Allen. Jared Allen's really good now. I don't think LeBron would want to yeah. trade Mobley. Mobley. What makes the team enticing are the young guys who are good on the team now. I see it as if LeBron went back there because he want to. He wants to play with that Cavs team. He wants to play with them. Um, yes, and their defense is so good. And you have, I mean, that's really talented. Now there might be a few moves that get made, but it's not unthinkable. Yeah, you'd also have to give something up, and you would like to do that without giving up any of the young core. But like, if you throw maybe, I mean, they're this good without Sexton. So if you could give up, like, I don't know. I'm hypothetical. Like there are Sexton trade talks already. So if you were to make that move and throw Sexton in, that's a pretty enticing offer for, if for the Lakers is to add that guy or, you know, some picks in the future. You could keep the team together right now, I think, and it'd still get LeBron and you wouldn't have to give up Garland me, or Mobley or anything like that. Because I would not well, do I that. Think it, even, I think it would for, I think it would come down to picks probably Sexton with just how sign and trades work is pretty tough, but I will say that Kevin sure. love is $30 million on an expiring contract. And I think that's pretty big. Um, and that, that I think you give up just this, honestly, the salary to make it work. I don't think he would give up Allen Mobley or, or Garland. I don't think that's where the Cavs are right now. It would really have to be like LeBron saying, I'm not going to play here. And you're going to lose me in a year if you don't trade me now. And then maybe the Lakers would be like, if we can get, two or three first from the Cavs and the team we can't get, we can't rebuild this team. I guess that's probably our best option, but this is yeah. all really, really unlikely <laughs> to happen. Yeah. This is, yeah. we talked to where like, let's talk about the Lakers. And then we didn't talk at all. Here's the deal with the Lakers. They are bad. Anthony Davis is out a month. They are not title contenders. I think is basically the book on the Lakers right now. And I don't know, like, I don't know what else to say. They're, they're interesting because yeah. of all the star power on that. And they're the Los Angeles Lakers. So there's going to get a bunch of like, talk about them but i i just don't this year it's just not their year it's not their year so i remember i don't really think that there's that much of a point yeah you know you know whose year it is 
It can be your year if you sign up for <laughs> Underdog Fantasy. You know, the 2021 NFL season may be officially over, but there is no offseason over at Underdog Fantasy. And right now, you can draft a 2022 best ball fantasy football team in their big board tournament with $250,000 in cash prizes and $50,000 to first place. Which incoming rookies will you draft to make a splash on your 2022 fantasy team? Draft your dream fantasy roster in the big board now, and that's it. No waivers, no trades, or setting up your lineup. Underdog will give you the optimal score each week. And get this right now, when you sign up with the code STAYHOT, Underdog is going to match your initial deposit with up to $100 in bonus cash. So what are you waiting for? Go check out underdogfantasy.com or their mobile app and sign up with the code STAYHOT and may the best drafter win. Well, you know, I know we want to talk about Dame. Dame's an interesting case. You know, we, we we can talk about the Lakers and, you know, we know they're not contenders at this point, you know, where LeBron will go. But Dame Dame's tough because everyone's like, oh, they deserve to be in the in the uh the 75. Did he or did he make the right choice in staying? Do we think there's any like leverage to this, or is it just people talking just to talk? I think Dame well, uh, me and Matt. Yeah. He did deserve to be in the top seventy-five. That is my that is my take. First of all, I he disagree. was the one. I disagree. You don't think? Do you, he, think <laughs> do you have him over? Do you have him over Dwight Howard? No, but he's time. not the one on the bubble for me. He's, he's not the one on the bubble for me. Is it is like who, who Pete is Maravich. the bubble guy? Pete Maravich is the guard bubble for me. Dame has had a better career but, than but Pete the problem Maravich. Is, if is you're going to kick that's, someone that's, out, that's not how the list works. Though that's the problem. How does the list work? Because you can't Damian kick guys Lillard. out who are already put in. Oh, every all right, all right. Every twenty, well. yeah. Every every twenty five years, they put in twenty five more players. So Pete Maravich was put in before, and you can't. I don't think you can kick him out. Uh, that's how all these old guys stay. Um, so you, they were letting in twenty five new players, and I think there were several guys with better resumes who deserve to be in over Dame, but. I don't think it's like an egregious, egregious thing. I just think it's projecting that he's good for a few more years, and maybe that's not fair. Lillard, well, if there is a guy that should be there over Lillard, it is it is um, Dwight Howard. It is not Klay Thompson, and it is yes. not Kyrie Irving. I think that their one snub was probably Howard in that case. And if we're getting mad over like one guy, I can live with that. I mean... I've seen the meme all the time with Dame that is like how it started, how it's going, where it's like, it started <laughs> no with him winning, winning rookie. I made a video yeah. on that today. <laughs> he won rookie of the year and he didn't have a beard and now he still only has rookie of the year and a beard and like that's pretending <laughs> that's all he's accomplished. Wrong. <laughs> all right. Wrong. Could not be more wrong. Oh, no, like, if you, if you NBA go. means nothing and hitting the like clutchest shot in the history of the sport means not not maybe the history one of the clutchest shots yeah. in the history of the sport from like the and, logo <laughs> like yeah and two of them really is it two like series winning buzzer beater threes in his career yeah. which is ridiculous <laughs> um you know averaging 25 points per game every single damn year like six all nba six all-star appearances he's been the best player like he is a good player to have as the best player on your team. Like you feel really good if Damian Lillard is the best player on your team. And that's something yes. you can say about very, very, very few guys in this league. And um, Dame is on that list. And like Clay is not on that list. And I don't even think Kyrie's on that list. Like when Kyrie, <laughs> why did Kyrie demand like a, tr I get Matt, you had to take that, that he, that got more popular that, that Kyrie is not as good as Dame all time that people got mad at, but it's, it's right in my humble opinion. Oh yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I just don't think Kyrie is given the same expectations that Damian Lillard is. And a lot of guys being overrated or underrated is just how well they play to their expectations. So it's like, why is Russell Westbrook the most hated player in the league right now? It's not because he's the worst because he has the highest expectations and is probably missing on those expectations the most. But Damian Lillard, you expect him to lead a team to a championship with Kyrie? Not really. He's yeah. a, he's a Kyrie, number two. He's fantastic. Why did Kyrie? Why did Kyrie? Why did Kyrie want to get traded from Cleveland? He wanted to be out of LeBron's shadow and be the number one. 
And he was the number, like the best player on those Celtics teams for a bit, I think, right? That's where he was going to go. And I mean, be that's, like the that's, guy. A, that's a team that made the Eastern Conference Finals without him. And if he, he, he as a number he's one in two years. <laughs> Yeah, it like his career is a number one versus Dame's career is a number one. Not even like in the same universe as how like Kyrie wishes he had the success that Dame did in Portland that he did as like when the Celtics were his team. But like he couldn't stay healthy, he couldn't really do it. And now he can't even really be a <laughs> he hasn't even been like a great number two or three option in Brooklyn because he's been hurt so much and and he's straight up not played games um, yeah. that he could play in because of his own personal choices. So it's yeah, like, I, I don't know where this narrative that Kyrie's had this, I mean, it comes from the ring and hitting that shot yeah, in the finals. I, I do, I, I leaned for a while that like, oh, Dame should leave if, and go get a ring somewhere. But like, maybe he just doesn't want to end up like Kyrie. You know, because that's that's kind of Kyrie's legacy now. It's just like bounce around a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, it's difficult. I, I, it's, I, I just. There's like five NBA players in history or like there's like 10 NBA plus players in history that actually have like good legacies <laughs> and everyone else, everyone, everyone else, else like could have done more and Mickey yeah, everyone else is fraudulent. <laughs> KG fraudulent career like, oh, you know, all these, there's Kevin Durant, fraudulent career. If you're not like a lock top 10 player of all time, people will call your career fraudulent. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have any problem with being, Dame being in the top 75 is my, my main thing. Dwight Howard probably, but even Dwight Howard has been like a role player for a solid half of his career. So I don't even, I'm not even that, that mad at it. And I know that's not the greatest logic in the world, but, um, Dame has been more consistent mm -hmm. from the beginning of his career to the end. So I don't know. I do like Dame. And I know, Matt, you're a big Dwight Howard fan, so I can't hate on you for... I am a big Dwight Howard. I, yeah, I like some Dwight Howard. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like a lot of people's logic are also kind of conflicting. It's like, well, Kyrie's had more playoff success, or Clay's had more playoff success, but then they went, Tracy McGrady needs to be in over Damian Lillard, and it's like, well, what are we talking about then? Um, <laughs> so, uh, I, again, I don't yeah. think it's egregious, but Dwight Howard should be in over him. Also, one last thing. I'm gonna. <laughs> the Suns will be okay without Chris Paul for six to eight weeks. That's my other NBA take. Is they're gonna be okay? No, they have a really. It. They're deep, done. They have a really. They have a really deep roster. They have a massive like lead at first in the in the West, or maybe not a massive over like the two seed, but like a massive lead over like the three or four seed. Yeah, they have the star Devin Booker, and they have really good depth, and really, they're really well coached. So we didn't talk about that injury, but that's yep. I think the main thing is they're going to be okay. So that's, that yeah, I, I agree. Up, They'll be all right. And honestly, I really do believe in the silver lining that he's getting a little bit of rest before the playoffs. Yes. I, it's, it's, it's not, not a lower body injury. To be injured, but if there's, but you know, it's not a lower body injury. We'll take that. We'll take that. <laughs> we will take that. Well, you can still make sure you guys out. will make sure uh, for all you NBA fans out there, you call in for the stay hot shout outs, give a rant about the games that are coming up. And, uh, you know, that pretty much wraps things up for us. As always, tons and tons of content coming away on all platforms. Um, we'll be back Monday. Probably talk some draft prospects. Probably talk some more NBA. Don't miss out on all the great content coming away on all platforms. And as always, from Corn Boy, Bird Boy, and Lemon Boy, we will catch you all on the flippity flop. <laughs>